have enjoyed so much and really have learned so much from just watching our choir and being with them and kind of trying to sing along with them. And they've all been practicing. I hadn't practiced this in a couple of weeks, so sorry, Billy. I might have missed a mistake somewhere. But I really come to appreciate Billy and his leadership. And, you know, I've been around the, the county some, and I just think I'm thankful for our choir. And to be able to present the message of Jesus Christ in song today. So thank you, choir, for uh, bringing that to us. Our text today will be in the book of Luke. I won't preach too long, I don't think. Matter of fact, I may not preach very long at all because I think I have forgotten my sermon. <laughs> the Lord doth work in mysterious ways. So I may just read the whole book of Luke today. We'll do that. I will go to Luke. And I'll try to remember something of what I'll had today prepared. It wasn't much to begin with, so it may be less than that. Let's see where that scripture is. Let's look in Luke chapter 2. And read this passage beginning in verse 8. We'll talk a little bit about Mary this morning. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let's go now even to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Where did we get these stories of the birth of Jesus? None of these disciples were around to see it or to report on it. These are very private matters. And so I think perhaps the only place where Luke could have heard this story would have been from Mary herself. It said that Mary pondered these things in her heart. And you'll see this in the book of Luke occasionally. 
these reflections on Mary thinking, wondering about Jesus throughout his life, his adult life. And then even at his crucifixion, there she was at the cross, seeing the culmination of events that had started there that night at the birth of Jesus. There was this sense that the cross, the cross hung over the whole of Jesus' life. From the very beginning. I've been privileged this week to have my mother staying with us this week. And so when you stay with mama, mama talks. And nowadays, she's gotten older, she begins to reveal new revelations, things we've never heard. She's been the source of a lot of my stories. But... uh, as she begins to share some of the things about uh, our life growing up and even her life before we came along as she was a little girl, it's just good to hear those stories. And I thought about this as I, as I thought about Mary pondering the event of her son, his birth and his life, and in her case, his death. She had to remember Some of you this Christmas are remembering people's lives. The life of a spouse, the life of a parent, the life of a child, the life of someone dear to you. You're thinking about their life. And it's something about Christmas time that just takes that wound and opens it up some. It refreshes its pain a little bit. And it's there, but it's part of part of the grieving, the grieving time. I'm gonna drink some water, and there's two waters down here. I see. One of these is Billy's, and one of these is mine. And I'm gonna take a chance and take the left cup. Will I be safe with the left cup? Because whatever Billy's got. I probably don't want it. <laughs> Left cup. Preachers are taught in seminary that if they lose track of where they are, to pick up a cup of water and drink it. <laughs> we are taught if we have a weak point, slam the pulpit. Adds a little emphasis. And I'll share with you perhaps the one other thing we were taught as we go along. From the beginning in Mary's life, we see from the speech of the angel to her, to her visit with Elizabeth, there is in her visit with Elizabeth, at the end of that visit, there's what's called Mary's song in there. And it, and it expresses a joy, a joy that Mary had. I think it's important that at Christmas time we do focus on the joy. Mary had a joy in her heart. Now, the news that she had heard was was perhaps a little scary. She was a virgin. And she was to be with child from the Holy Spirit, even though she was a virgin. It talks about the kind of young woman she was. She was one that uh, 
had some joy in her life. You know, young people, we need to have joy. Even in our childhood years and through our teenage years, we need to know that there's a God that loves us. And we need to remind ourselves that life is good. Life is full of joy. One of the things my mom shared with us was some about my dad. Now, I'm talking about my dad now. I might get... But dad had a pretty rough upbringing. Worse than I had ever really heard. And he had his father... And uh, he had a home that he wasn't welcome in unless his dad was with him. And so he would stay out all day. His dad would work into the night at the mill till about 10 o'clock. And dad would just roam the neighborhood. It was a mill village. And as he was, had nowhere to stay, he would go to one home after the other. And mom said that every home in Glendale had hosted my dad and gave him a place to have a meal and to stay through the evening. But I'll say this about my dad. He always had a joy. He was one of the most optimistic people I knew. He never talked about any of that. But he had a joy down in his heart. There's something about life. Life has hard turns in it, even when we're young. But to be able to keep looking forward with with joy... And in Mary's case, with hope. With hope. She always had hope. She was told from the beginning that He would be, Jesus would be the Savior. He would be of God, God's Son. She and Joseph knew they were raising a different child. A child with a destiny. And in this child, there was hope. There was something about Jesus that presented hope. That talked about hope. Do you have hope today? Do you have hope for the future? Do you have eternal hope? Jesus was one that was going to bring eternal hope. There's a man in our church this very moment who is going to bear a testimony to a friend who's very sick. In this very moment, he may be there sharing with his friend about hope. About a hope that goes forever. So while he's there, I want us to pray for him. Lord, You know this one, this man. And God, perhaps his soul hangs in the balance. I do not know. 
No one really knows but you. But there's a friend come along his side to talk to him about Jesus and to talk to him about a hope, God, that goes forever. A hope for heaven. So I pray for that friend and I pray for the man who's there to talk to him. In Jesus' name, amen. This would be a child of hope. You know, we have all the Christmas celebration going on now, and you ride up down the roads, and we've all done it. We've marveled at lights. They're beautiful. It, it expresses something. But you know, if, if you don't really serve Jesus Christ, if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you don't have faith in Jesus Christ, then it's a lot of tinsel. The main thing is the main thing. And that is that we have hope in our heart in Jesus Christ. Next Sunday, we're going to be baptizing. And perhaps there's some of you out here that, that are at the place in your life where you have perhaps already expressed your faith in Jesus. You've given your heart to Jesus. But maybe haven't followed in Christ. In back, followed Christ in baptism. But, but when every person is baptized, that is not the most important moment. The most important moment is the decision they've made in their heart to ask Jesus Christ to be their Savior. Because see, it's not only a matter of joy and of hope, but Mary also had faith. The joy and the hope come from faith. Come from a committed faith in our heart to Jesus Christ as our Lord and as our Savior. I'm only going to have two opportunities to express an invitation here before we part. And I want to give an invitation to you. Perhaps today is a day you would accept Christ as your Savior. Or today you would profess that faith that you have given Christ in your heart, maybe in your home, there by your bedside. I'm thankful when I think of my father. I'm thankful that I'm not thankful his mind began to waste. And Alzheimer's came. But I'm thankful among his very last memory, he shared his testimony of how as a 15-year-old boy, he bowed beside his bed after a revival meeting. His heart was stirred. He said it was storming outside. He bowed and asked Jesus to be a Savior. That's a down deep decision. That's the most sacred decision that you ever make in your life is your commitment to God. And so today I want to extend an invitation. And perhaps an invitation to those of us who are Christians. 
And we would say, you know, I need Christ as my Savior. Not only my Savior, but I need to follow Him as my Lord. I need to follow Him more closely. I need to make Him the priority in my life. It's a Sunday before Christmas. And all through the house, not a creature was stirring. But the Holy Spirit speaks and speaks to our heart in a voice that's quiet. And the, and the point of the Holy Spirit's message is come to Christ. He woos us. He woos us as a lover. Not as a, a demanding, angry God. He woos us through His love to respond to Him. So today, I give you that invitation. Heavenly Father, we bow here and we're mighty grateful for the presence of the Holy Spirit. The music God has drawn our hearts upward and caused us to look up to the Savior. And the Word today reminds us of joy and hope that comes by faith, a committed faith. So today, God, we, as we sing this... We ask God that you will, you will move our hearts and lead us, God, to make those professions that you have for us to make. In Jesus' name, amen. Hymn number 321. This is our invitation. The Savior is waiting. Time after time He has waited before. Now He is waiting again. Let's stand together and sing. Hymn number 321. The Savior is waiting. <clears throat>